Welcome to Beyond This Earth is the entertainment episode, and we're going to have reviews of some sports, such as the Super Bowl and other things as well. But we do have to talk about a couple things dealing with the news. But after that, we're going to do a couple things. One, dealing with Valentine's Day. But I'm going to set it up in a separate segment to set this whole thing up. But the main two parts of this segment, and then there is an addition to the show, which was recorded a lot later, that you'll hear next week if you're continuing to listen to the show, dealing with what happened with the Oscars. So if you hear extra stuff or the thing going a little bit longer than it was when you heard the early, uh, early earlier, that is because it was updated recently. So if you hear it and it goes a little longer, that's because I added one more segment to it to, um, for the Oscars. So let's get to the news. And I have to start with the coronavirus. Folks, I'm going to make this real clear. It's getting bad. I did not say that it's on the level of y'all fucked up, but whoo-wee. I'm hearing bad shit. Lots of bad shit. And there are a lot of rumors. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of hearsay. They say it. They The other people say it. And other people don't say it. No. That's not what it is. This coronavirus is going to be extremely serious. And what I mean by extremely serious that they should have been able to contain aspects of this. But we're hearing so many conflicting stories about this that it's not possible to get a good read on what is going on. So, as of right now, as of right now, here are the latest figures concerning casualties. As of February 9th, 2020, the confirmed cases is nearing 40,000. The official deaths is 113 deaths, mostly in China. One in the Philippines, we haven't heard any other of the deaths that have been um, been called. There were 2,040 2, recoveries. The first death was still in the Philippines and all the rest of it, where a man from Wuhan, who was a Chinese national, died on the 1st of February. That was outside. But 143 deaths, I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry, not 
813 deaths. Excuse me. I want to make sure I got this right. And there were some recoveries. But they're going to have to watch over those recoveries because what we're seeing here is secondary infections from those particular viruses. We don't know the age of those viruses and whatnot. There have been some reports in certain circles and certain journals and in certain um, websites that they had to burn bodies. Those are unconfirmed. A lot of the other things are there. There's some coming from that support China and some that are against China that are fighting over these particular things. Folks, I'm going to make this very clear. When the leaders of these countries are trying to calm people down, but it is more serious than people are letting on, then they are actively trying to save whatever they're trying to save, which is not salvageable. And I am making this very clear. This is worse than people realize. You don't have a leader like Durate come up and said, don't start xenophobia. That... That, that tells me that something else started up. That's bet something else is up, and it's going to get worse. And right now, most of China is there. And this comes at the time where all the Chinese families should be all together eating food, being a family in this particular time. And for that not to happen this year, it is such a death. And to have their government, Chinese government, doing the things that it's doing, it is a gigantic and ginormous disaster for this country. One, some of which I don't even believe it will ever truly recover from this. If it is worse than I believe it is. There will be updates on this next week's show. Let's get to what is going on in the Democratic primary. As things head out to New Hampshire, we had a winner in the Iowa primary. Can you anybody guess who the winner was? Anybody? You in the back? Did anybody tell me who won? You mean to tell me it was down by two? Wait, it was only down to two thousand two thousand people after the recount. You can't be serious, right? Oh, jeez. So what they're telling me is, Buttigieg and Sanders after the recount ended up in a statistical dead heat. Nothing else changes. It ended up in a statistical dead heat. Can we just say nobody won Iowa? It was a tie and somebody got the delegates. So who shared the delegates? But we're going to New Hampshire. And we're going to vote on New Hampshire. And we'll see how well Tulsi Gabbard, who has concentrated a lot of her uh, stands, does. If she can get some sort of uh, push in New Hampshire, she got 
She got a one-week head start. She may not be. She wasn't in the debates, but she got a one-week head start in all the rest. If she canvassed the area and all, the, and all these other places and whatnot, we'll see what she does. She has to get at least 8%. If she can get it without that type of thing, they have to put her in the, in the results. But a lot of more foolery came out in um, New Hampshire, especially with Tom Perez not showing up in New Hampshire, might be vacationing over in Florida or some other nonsense. Then came the debates, and it was absolutely maddening. They were going after Buttigieg, and Buttigieg was being uh, one of those middle managers from middle management that we always complain about. Then the whole thing with him being this, that, and the other. And then all the rest of these particular things. Folks, I'm going to make this clear. We're going to talk about this in the next segment. But this is the party that y'all accept. Y'all in trouble. Trump is going to win again in 2020. And the reason why I say this is this. Donald Trump has been acquitted of all charges. Obstruction of power. Obstruction. Abuse of power. And obstruction of Congress. He free. What he does on the next day, he go fire the people that tried to destroy him. Not the long lives. In a different form. I shouldn't have said not the long lives, but another form of the Saturday Night Massacre happened. And all the liberals were crying because, oh, what a hero, what did and all the rest of these things. Look, folks, Donald Trump can hire and fire whoever he wants to please. And now that you don't have any legal stance to stand on and all the rest of it, you've just given him the imperial seat, which, was, which was, wasn't the plan in the first place. It wasn't the plan. Let's do a little bit of a head experiment, if you want to put it in simple terms. What if Tulsi Gabbard somehow defeats Trump and wins the election? That wasn't the girl that's supposed to be in the election. How are we going to figure her out? You're going to do the same exact things that you did to Trump, that you did to Tulsi Gabbard? Well, <laughs> y'all people are calling her a Russian asset because of the whole Assad thing and all the rest of it. Then you're going to say, oh, we're going to find a way. She stole the votes. She stole, she, she defeated our computer programs and the algorithms and all the rest of these things. So she must be impeached. What about if it's just, uh, Bernie Sanders? He's a Russian, he's anti-Semite. Take away his problem. Take away, he cannot be president. He's an anti-Semite or perceived to be anti-Semite. Or have people that are connected to anti-Semitism, even though he's Jewish and isn't an anti-Semite. Hey! We're going to remove him too? So now, instead of becoming the United States of America with three separate but equal seats of power, the Congress then decides they wanted to become the House of Commons and the House of Lords and Parliament over in the UK. And they failed in doing that. 
which means you made one part, the executive, much more powerful than you ever thought possible. That's some. That's a shame. Not only the Democrats are going to get voted out of Congress. I mean this quite honestly. To get to be voted out of Congress all the way through. They're not going to have any more power in the places they want to get power. They're going to complain about all sorts of um, vote irregularities and all the rest of these things. And they should complain about them because they do happen. Especially in Georgia when they complain about their whole thing about Stacey Adams and the rest of and uh, and her campaign to become governor of of uh, of Georgia. But the things that y'all did in Iowa disqualifies you from even having that type of argument because if you can't even get the actual votes counted in a caucus where it is as close as to athletian democracy as you can possibly imagine in this modern day western society the one that solon set up the closest thing we have to that is the caucus if you can't if you put all the caucus votes in an app that broke down from a company called Shadow Incorporated. And then all the arguments about you helping African Americans, Latinos, other other uh, ethnic groups to have the vote and the right to vote in this country, in these states, in this country, absolutely falls to irrelevance when you can't even do that for your own constituents in your own party. It's a shame. It's a horrible shame to see this clown show of a process. It's a horrible shame to see a clown show of a process that, that you're seeing today. Horrible shame. Just terrible. And then, Bloomberg. Is he an oligarch or not an oligarch? Well, let me see. Let's do what Trump did. Let's bring somebody there and have him do the same things that Trump did. Give him the type of advertisements that Trump tried to get the advertisements in. Y'all are in some deep, deep, deep doo-doo. You've been in deep doo-doo for a long time, but you're in some deeper, deeper, deeper doo-doo. Deeper doo-doo. You know, the Democratic Party has always had a problem with those that had money. You can go back to the things that 
Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis said back then with the oil lobby, which the Democrats were a part of for many, many years. That's why you had the Tetson, um, OBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson become president of the United States for all of his oil connections. The Democrats were closely related to oil because it was considered a labor-intensive work. And it is labor-intensive. Go to an oil field. That shit is no joke to get that water, I mean, to get that oil out the ground, especially in New Orleans, especially back in the past. That was no joke, folks. That's back-breaking work. The whole problem I have with the question of pensions when it comes to fire, energy production, police work, and all the rest of these things right it's because of the psychological toll these things get especially with steel oil all the rest of these things and the safety protocols that they added throughout the years yet your body breaks down way faster in those types of work you're lucky to retire, get it to sit, your body get it to 60 years old and it not break down. We're constantly working on those types of fields. You're lucky you don't break down in a psychological level with the police, but both in a physical and psychological level with um, the fire department and especially on a physical level with steel, electricity, and um, oil production and other particular that, that does that particular type of work. Building construction, for for example, not a lot of people get above 60, 65 years. Some do work, but that body breaks down real quick. So when I'm talking about pensions, let's be very fucking careful that a lot of people do need those pensions, especially when you're working in the extraction of energy with oil and all the rest of those things it's not a joke it's no joke so for many years the democratic party was a part of the oil for refineries because they were connected to labor as long as they had that type of money they could do whatever the freak they wish even despite the fact they had issues concerning with Aspects of the other parts of the left wing, which were connected to communism and a whole lot of it. We all know the story about that. But after 1960, after 1978, and after what Carter did, the lobby, they made a decision. And the old lobby went to the Republicans. Ever since then, the Democratic Party started to lose any sort of chances then with that particular set and that particular issue as well with the new power structures they set up for the old companies and all the rest of these things republicans started to change a lot of the aspects of the way this country was run and they felt as though it was a marriage made in Heaven, if you want to put it in particular terms, or in hell for a lot of ones. The liberals are about to make a similar mistake. 
and it has to deal in some ways with both the educational industry and in turn the entertainment industry. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But I want you to listen to these upcoming stories that we are going to talk about on Beyond This Earth. We're still going to talk about the coronavirus and still going to talk about the election. We are also going to talk about the school industry, the school business and whatnot and how that thing is affected as well. There's a story that no one is talking about, especially with all of these school districts all over the place, all over the country. And it's not going to be talked about, but it's going to shock the system. We're also going to talk about certain other things as well. Um, the way that people see life concerning with um, immigration, that sort of thing. We're going to talk about that particular aspect as well in the upcoming episodes of Beyond This Earth. Coming up next in this important segment, we're going to talk about the entertainment industry. We're going to talk about streaming. We're going to talk about a lot of the other things as well. It is going to go down and a lot of people are not understanding why we're heading towards where we're headed. We'll be back after this on Beyond This Earth. Hello folks, welcome to the main part of our show, which is the, this today is the entertainment side of the show. We're going to talk about the industry in many different ways and in many different ideas that you haven't really discussed. This is Nova Hollaback, that's Hollaback. I want to explain something to all of you concerning where things are headed and why in my honest opinion you're going to be stunned about what is going to happen you will be stunned at the things that are happening we'll get to that so we gonna talk about it sub uh, abs assumptions, excuse me, about life and about entertainment, and it's somewhat connected to what we're going to later discuss later on. But there is an assumption after what we saw with the sub results coming from. Both Disney and other and other uh, and ESPN and all the other subs that have come out that this is the future of entertainment and all the rest of these things and whatnot. Netflix has won. The argument is over. Piracy is piracy. This, that, and the other thing. How much subs are I going to go for Netflix and all the rest of these things and whatnot? And it's become apparent to me that these absurdions uh, is wrong. I'm going to keep saying this until I'm blue in the face. I'm going to 
make sure everyone gets it. And this is the reality of the situation at hand. Whether people like it or not. Whether it's not politically correct to say or not. Whether it's this, that, and the other thing or not. The problem we have in the business today, one of the major problems we have is a lack of aesthetic and quality control in the networks. The aesthetics for the majority of the networks, the feel, the tone, the texture, the color, the way they hire people, the way they fire people, the way that someone is being promoted, the one, the way that all of these things, they are not as tightly controlled and they are not as productive as people would think it would be productive. Now, I could have talked about Gail King and her issues concerning these particular things as well. I could be talking about the way how a lot of women love these studies of serial killers and murder mysteries and the whole nine yards concerning crime. I can talk about all of these particular things with the way that um, ESPN after the debacle with Barstool Sports had to get their ass in gear and especially make two leaders out of Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith as the two main anchors of that whole network. The reason why I say all of these things are connected is simple. You have a major, America has a major problem with art, artistry, and who like certain parts of art and who don't like certain parts of art and the reasons why this happens. I'm going to tell you a sad reality of the situation at hand. Do you know why I consider K-pop the most dangerous art form that has ever come into this country? More dangerous than anime was ever perceived. More dangerous than rap was perceived. Extremely more dangerous than what heavy metal was perceived. More dangerous than a lot of the pop artists that were perceived. And the influx of um, hip-hop and R&B and all the rest of it into that genre. The power metal and all the rest of it. It wasn't as dangerous as K-pop is and a whole lot of it. Do you want to know why? I consider K-pop the most destructive aspect of music I have ever seen. I don't, you don't even call it a racism issue because it has absolutely nothing to do with racism and has absolutely everything to do with the way society is right now in this culture. Right now, right now, as we speak, 
in any other decade, K-pop would have just been a cult fad. Every other decade. Because of social media, because of Instagram, because of basketball, because of cultural appropriation of of Japanese works and can, of Japanese works and somewhat in certain connections the success of the Halu culture and all the rest of these things as well. The appropriation of Japanese works in the sense of both the Koreans and the Americans appropriated Japanese aesthetics. K-pop becomes the most de- and away aspects of leftist thought. Considered feminism has permeated with the with me too and a whole lot of it. K-pop becomes more dangerous because those particular men fit the aesthetics of what the society wants out of men. I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm saying here. The reason why K-pop is extremely dangerous, especially the male boy bands in K-pop, because they fit a aesthetic that the supposed leaders of our elite, the elites of our, of these cultures, of Western culture right now, perceive men must become in order for women to accept them as human beings. Once you realize why I say this, and once you realize the permeations and the reasons why this has happened and the rise of BTS and the whole lot of it, then you will begin to understand why this society and the music industry is going to collapse under its own weight of hubris and stupidity. That's one. The other one we need to talk about is the assumption that we are in the best times in the in, in television with with prestige television and the prestige writing and all the rest of these particular things with all the things that are going on in Netflix and all the rest of them and the movies that are airing on Netflix and all of it my friends i have to i hate to tell you all this but in the united states right now we are at the worst times thematically aesthetically and all the rest in the history of television especially in hollywood for both television and theatrical works we are at the worst time if the and how do i know we're at the worst time we're dissing sorstasi that's how i know we're dissing Scorsese. And the people that are dissing Scorsese are not understanding the reasons why Scorsese doesn't like the work, doesn't really think 
the works of, of Marvel and all the rest of these things are fine, are fine for him. They're not for him. But these people have gone out of their way and saying this is much as art as his works are. They are not getting the clues. They are not getting their understanding. What makes this all worse? And what that and what makes this even horrendously the their argument fail on all of its merits is because once they have these major IP such as Star Wars and all the rest of it, they have done such a number, especially with Captain Marvel, especially with Harley Quinn, especially with the Ghostbusters. They have done such a number in trying to bring out this agropop into this particular into these movies as a what as such that when they fail they go and blame the audience the male audience from not watching these films but the same male audience love joker the same male audience pretty much somewhat the same but not fully love the irishman the same type of audience loves these crime dramas even though they skew a lot older and the same crime day and the same day and the same types of audiences when considering Joker and the whole lot of it did not watch a lot of these other movies there because there wasn't any controversy on them and if we really look at the script and the way they wrote this whole thing and how the characters reacting and all that there is absolutely no passion in these stories unless unless it is either a gotcha moment or a moment that has to deal with the ego stroke of representation in the particular movie and the retelling of history especially with the Harry and Tubbin situation and the way they have demonized men in particular african-american men and the reality of the situation in hand it is not Hollywood's job to double down on the non-intelligence of the populace they're trying to sell the product of entertainment to. When Hollywood doubles down on the ignorance of the populace, both Hollywood and the and the education industry have done will deal a heavy blow towards both its audience with entertainment and education we're trying to educate the populace this is the reason why edutainment has been avoided for so many years and why edutainment is one of the main reasons why there is such a backlash against anime because at the time when the EI laws were there their parents
a lot of their parents put humongous restrictions. These are liberal parents, mind you, put humongous restrictions on what they were allowed to watch. And they were only allowed to watch something from PBS Kids or Nick Jr. or that sort of thing. And the television was off. They had to go do that and the other thing. But with the advent of the internet and all the rest of these things, entertainment started to flow into different ways and into different forms. But even that, in certain liberal structures, were curtailed. They were forced to do, they were going to do other things with sports and all the rest of these things. It is kind of weird in a certain way that in high school, these young liberals were uh, those who are now the elites for the last past 30, 30, 30, 40, 50 years were taught more of humanity as high schoolers than they were when they got out of high school and into college and into the adult life. Which means that when disappointments happen in high school, they tend to fester inside their hearts for much longer than people realize. And this is part of the reasons why we have all of these censorships that are taking place because it triggers the insecurity of the censor. It is not for the betterment of societal well-being and, and the betterment of children. No, the reason why a lot of censor, censorship, a lot of these uh, uh, intimacy uh, teachers, they're now popping up and all the rest of these things and whatnot, are happening is because the people who are making this particular stuff are having certain insecurities bubble up and affect them in that particular way. And they feel as though within their sphere of influence that other people and those are connected to them are affected by the way these insecurities have been popped up. Whereas it'll only happen to a certain subset of people. That certain subset of people were only taught how to be human for only four years of their lives. Now as adults, they see other people succeeding and being this, that, and the other thing. They don't agree with what they view in life. And then they call them all sorts of names and all these other things because they feel as though the way they see life has been threatened, ultimately. But the problem is they have never developed a life. And this is a problem in American culture in particular and somewhat in Japanese culture, but it's a little bit more subdued. But in, ja in American culture, that they have never developed a human being past a certain age. In America, is 18, 21 years old. And that is why we have a lot of the problems with relationships, with men trying to get become successful, women trying to come, come successful, and all the rest of these things. But like I was saying before, just to show that example, we have a humongous problem with aesthetics and all these other things. And those aesthetics and those views of aesthetics affect everything we watch, see, and produce.
When I tell you about the ratings that have recently come out in the last couple of weeks, the ratings for that day, I had to show it to you. This year, 2019, the year that just passed, and they kind of added 2020 in, in that particular sense during the whole football season. The highest rated shows for that season, for the season, 2020 season, 2019, 2020 season so far, highest rated show was football. Sunday night football. 14 million viewers at a time. Highest rated show, drama, NCIS, 11 million. Mm -hmm. And then, on the other day, 11 million, highest rated show, there was not football or wasn't any other sport, was Jeopardy, greatest of all time. Those ratings are going to stay there for a while. The next show that comes close to it is Young Sheldon. And then the other shows that come close to it, Blue Buds, Hawaii Five, all that particular thing on CBS and all the rest of it. Do you know the ages of these shows? They reach plus 60. 72 for Blue Buds. 72. Super Bowl overall age, 49.1 years. 49.1 years. Fifty years is nineteen sixty-eight. That means someone born in nineteen sixty-eight. That in 18 years is 1986, was 18 in 1986. At the time, the Jackson and all of them were getting all their power, the music industry, the Cosby Show was one of the biggest shows, all those things. When they started doing, changing the things for Nielsen and all the rest of it. That was, let's see, 20, he's at 20, it is, so five years, 1993, when the NFL lost their, when CBS lost the NFL rights in 93, Clinton era, he has the, he starts to work all these other things there. And it is the beginning of the rise of the wrestling industry. And the attitude, well, the attitude era doesn't start. Until he's 28 years old. Wrestling starts to come in and they're skewing 23. I remember when I saw it on um, Sports uh, sports Daily Journal. Sports Business Journal. They skewed 27. That's Vince Russo, folks. Now they skew 55. And it has gotten even older. 
Look at the rate. Uh, the ratings are there on Show Buzz Daily. Look at their ratings. 1.101. That's almost half of their audience. 55 and older. They're not getting any new fans. Similar thing is happening in the rest of the industry. But if we look into the streaming industry, we're saying, oh, everything's looking good and whatnot and all the rest of these things. The streaming industry, when they come up with their stats, they're going to find out that their ratings are, their, their services are the same exact age bracket as those that are watching uh, linear TV or terrestrial TV or OTT TV. The youngest skewing entity dealing with sports is Barstool. The youngest one. And their age, their saying to us with their records and their means and their ways is around 18 to 22 years old. They don't even show pro wrestling on there. Do you know what they do? They have bum fights on their YouTube channel. They get 30,000 on their YouTube channel. They had just made a deal with a Pennsylvania gambling company that will make them the part owners of that particular thing. They started a whole gambling process there. You're seeing it right now in front of your faces. You are seeing the death of the mainstream media right there. You're seeing it right in front of your faces. You're seeing it running in your faces. Look at the music industry today. None of the none of the women who got Grammys sold a bucket ton of sales. They did not have any good sales at all. They weren't top ten. Drake's still on top. Drake is still the highest top, is the top artist in the whole world. Only next to Ed Sheeran. The Jonas Brothers outsold Lizzo and all the rest of them. BTS is also up there. But who did they gave the awards to? Lizzo, Billy Eilish, and others. They didn't sell a bucket load, bumpkiss. They sold bumpkiss compared to the bo to the male artist. So bumpkiss. They were me. They were memed more than they sold records. Alita was one of the most successful films of 2019. One of the most successful. Didn't sell as much as Marvel did, as Captain Marvel did, but respectable. Harley Quinn could have come from the same place that Joker did. It was not even that far from Joker. Sonic the Hedgehog is scheduled to sell. 
more than more than Harley Quinn. And you know that Sonic has had issues with its IP for decades. Which means they have made it viable. Which is a good thing because it fits everything up. And this will be a successful move for CBS. Viacom CBS, by the way. Which still has Paramount Pictures and Paramount Pictures needed this win. And they're going to get it. All of the configurations, and then you have Gail King and the whole thing with Kobe Bryant. All of these things are leading to a configuration where, and then the thing with the Oscars, and then there was enough diversity, there wasn't Red Day, and all the rest of these. All of these things are just show are just showing up at mass and showcasing a humongous problem that people are not recognizing. Representation for representation's sake is not succeeding. Aesthetics just to look clean is not aesthetics. Cultural appropriation of art when they, in the sense of saying, in the, in the way of making it safe for the populace, will never make it successful for the populace. Hollywood, in the sense of protecting its own, in trying to help others, inclusion writers, all these other things, are only making the whole thing worse. Corporate meddling, the corporization of the culture, the advertisements trying to placate the corporization of the culture and all the rest of these things or have done a bang up bad job in this whole genre. And all it leads to is the crash of the whole entertainment industry plus the video game industry as well to a point where these entities and these IPs will be sold to Japanese developers Indian developers and all the rest of the VC companies for pennies on a dollar. They are destroying through hubris and hatred of what America stands for and what it used to stand for and what it believes in. All the things that make America great and whatnot, they destroy it for that particular reason. And one of the reasons is they don't really know what America is because they were never taught what America truly was. And when you're not taught what you don't know, you're going to act like you don't know. There was a study out, came out in 2018, which no, uh, U.S. News and World Report says that those that are 65 plus and older know more about America than those 45 years and younger. And I'm not surprised on the way they things are. 
They know more about Korea with these younger females than they know even about America. And that's a shame. And I'm not saying to hate on Korea or whatnot. I'm not even to say it to hate on the Japanese or whatnot. But you cannot continue to keep blaming America for everybody else's insecurities and their own personal issues. And if they want to walk away from their personal issues, let them do so. But the fact, but there's a lot of things you can blame America on. There's a lot. And I do mention it. And we're mentioning it right now. But we cannot fault America for every single thing. The populace have to be blamed somewhat for their insecurities and their issues. And the people they allow to censor the reality of the situation or to censor talent who through hard work and dedication and skill throughout 10 years, you can see it on Twitter and all the rest of it, how they improve things and whatnot to reach a point where they have to censor to placate one person's insecurities. I'm not here to placate another person's insecurities. It is up for that person to leave those insecurities. And the fact that that person is still in that particular place means that that person has a mental problem. And that goes into another issue that the American pop, the American elite made a mistake when it dealt with uh, uh, mental issues. And they continue to make that same mistake over and over again. There are no professionals that can handle the situation of the mentally ill. And once we solve that problem, we're going to solve at least 45% of the problems in this country. We're going to at least solve it once we get to the issue of mental illness. And I really believe that a lot of this has to deal with mental ill. We have a lot of mental ill people in this country. We really do. I just want to end this in a particular sense when it comes to pro wrestling in a sense and what is and why is connected to this media and the whole rest of these things. There's a man called Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is a valet in a certain sense, a manager of wrestlers, such as the Rock and Roll Express and a whole lot of them. If you know wrestling, you know about those particular history. And he worked in Memphis. A lot of them work in Memphis. In fact, the Memphis style of pro wrestling is the pro wrestling that America has enamored for for years. And that aspect of pro wrestling, that Memphis wrestling, and the Southern wrestling style of the other side, and all the rest of these things, are partly the reasons why we had such an ECW era, a Attitude era, 
and the era that WCW was known for and the Monday Night Wars in concurrence. He made a comment a couple of weeks ago against another guy named Dave Meltzer who also does things with pro wrestling and fighting and all the rest of these things. And he knows about, he knows Jane, Dana and all the rest of them from the industry. So he does have connections in the industry due to his history of pro wrestling and fighting sports and boxing and all the rest of that. He made a deeply insensitive comment to a young pro wrestler, uh, a female Japanese pro wrestler, and it made sesame comments to the whole anime thing and a whole lot of these things and whatnot. And he calls himself a Democrat, to be fair to you, to everyone. But he made these in his sensitive comments there to these wrestlers and whatnot, and his sensitive comments to others as well, because he felt as though this business is not to be cared they, they don't care about it. They even compared actual liberals to Donald Trump, which absolutely made the whole argument fall flat on his face. But learning, listening to that, and listening to that in a way showcases the reasons why the industry is dying in a different way. The same type of hatred that Mr. Cornette has against these particular wrestlers that feel they don't have the trust of this business and all the rest of these things, and because he's a Democrat, is a similar type of anger and frustration a lot of Democrats feel towards Republicans when it comes to what they're doing to this country as far as this, that, and the other thing. It's the same type of hatred. It's the same type of spiel, as it were. And when I really begin to realize it, I begin to realize that the Democrat Party had a vision of America. And that vision of America, and in a way, Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard are anathemas to this vision, is a vision of an America that brings back the things that used to have back post 1978. And you see this in their advertisements and whatnot. You see it in the way they support Trump when it comes to this whole war issue. You see it in many different ways with uh, uh, with the things with Venezuela and all the rest of them. The one-party apparatus, as many say, the deep state, as it were, this secret government that Bill Moore used to talk about during the 1980s, in 87 and all the rest of it, and the secret... And the starts of the and the uh, introduction of the deep state, if you want to call it in that particular sense, 
with the whole thing with Iran-Contra and, and the whole lot of it. What you begin to see with Jim Cornette is a similar thing what you see with the rest of the Democrats. It is a warmonger's attitude. It is an attitude of of a way things have become. It is an attitude of the realization is that the way they see talent and the way they view talent isn't the way it is anymore. Because of what they've brought about. And the way they see people, a lot of these liberals, especially when it comes to anime and the rest of it, is the way they actually treat African Americans, Latinos, and all the day. Like second class citizens. Like they're only there for sets. They have nothing good else to give. And unless we teach them, and educate them and put away all those nasty things that they do. They will become human beings ready for the globalization and the neoliberalism. That is how Jim Cornette thinks. And it's the same way of what a lot of Democrats think, especially when it comes right now, what you see today with the Things they're saying about black men, especially with Gail King concerning um, Kobe Bryant. That, you know, he was an animal back then. It's the same way that Jim Cornette said the things about Rio. Same way, same wavelength, same party. You're going to have to make the realization that... This party doesn't want to change. And that because of their connections in Hollywood and all the rest of it, they are affecting what people are bringing about and wanting to do to help these particular entities survive. And it's like Razor Fist said, they have always been red. And now, because they've always been red, their statements and the way they see things are red. But in a way, it's too late. I said in a way, it's too late. The thing you're going to see now is that a lot of these entities will have to be destroyed. And unfortunately, it's going to cause a lot of problems. Until the Democrat Party and a lot of its connections and a lot of its ideas about life are defeated and destroyed utterly and completely. We in America are going to suffer a lot of disappointing things coming down the pipe in life because the Democrats don't know how to get out of their own way and let people 
who actually give a damn about the people, all the people, not just some, all the people, the right of way in order to help those, even if their policies and ideologies are wrong and will ultimately be defeated, but at least give them the opportunity to win and lose in the right way. But they do not. And that's why our nation is disappointing and ultimately will and might collapse under its hubris and weight of the destruction that we see in places like Philadelphia, Baltimore, and others. That's basically what it is. We'll be right back right after this with Beyond This Earth. Hey folks, welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Novit Hallback. Oscars have come, done, and dusted. And this was going to be hopefully a laugh track to make people look stupid again over the Joker. But it turns out to be more of a semi-victory lap for the conspiratorial among us concerning the ultimate winner of the Best Picture nominees being Parasite of South Korea, who also won foreign film, first ever from the, that is not European based, or not, not European based, not from the UK or from the US, to win the Oscars. Fascinating move, this one. I had a lot to say about it, but I wouldn't even give it so many comments because I think the comments are pretty much stupid. And the reason why I say it's stupid because Let's be for real. Now they're doing dubs and subs when it comes to foreign film. Don't be stupid, folks. Y'all stupid. It's no question. We have Criterion Collection. It can't be that you don't for foreign film. With the exception of some Anna. With the exception of certain anime, it has to be subbed. What are you doing? What are you motherfuckers doing? What are you motherfuckers doing? And then, then here comes HBO trying to play everybody's side on every other place. Ten episode... television series, mini-series for the 
new Parasite franchise. The only Parasite franchise I accept is the one from the anime that is actually called Parasite, which I felt as though was more interesting, folks. This is my opinion. Don't kill me for it. Don't go to the Twitters and the emails and say, you're wrong and all this other shit. This is my opinion. It is from Zodiac, motherfucker. It is law. He taught me this, and you should learn it too. Here it is. There is no South Korean film. From that day, Kurosawa put his eye on the few finer of a camera, of a film camera that can ever compete with any Japanese film. From the day he became, from his first directorial debut to the present day, no exceptions. It is final. That's it. There is none. So, given by those facts, why did they put Parasite as the winner? To get a headline such as what the Telegraph did recently. The end of Angry White Man films. Like a bunch of retarded sows they have become. Retarded sows is the best answer I can make up for all the praise for this movie. And yes, he quoted, yes, he graduated Tarantino, he congratulated Sorsese. I see no Sorsese or Tarantino in this film. I see none. I saw Sorsese and Tarantino in the Joker film. I saw it all. And this is the reason why I feel it did. Look, Parasite and the Joker have the same themes going throughout the movie. But they consider the South Korean film more complex when it is way too simplistic. The, where it, it's, they called it a horror film or horror nourish film or a horror film without so much of the blood and all the rest of it. And they continue, and a lot of these folks are into the horror thing. I see horror as a okay genre with ebbs and flows and sometimes great shock value when it actually really does have shock value. And, uh, and all the rest of these particular things and whatnot. I am, this is Crash 94. Come on now. Let's not be fit. This is Crash 94. There are better Japanese films out there. They just can't match it. There were other foreign films that should have won this award. Should have won, but... <clears throat> Hollywood is lost in certain ways that I just cannot explain. How is it a reversal of fortunes these days to see Brad Pitt making a mistake and Joachim Phoenix becoming a hero? 
I live in a world where the comedian becomes the hero and the badass becomes a simp. Small S. Subscript S. Crazy, isn't it? Very crazy. While it is well-deserved for Brad Pitt to finally win his first Academy Award, the whole John Bolton thing was a pretty much of a put-off. Nah, that didn't work out. Come on now. You're smarter than this. Way, way smarter than this. Then came the animation awards, which was what I was interested in. Toy Story 4 won the main award for long form. And the one about hair won the other one. I'm sorry, I want to get this right. So I don't want to get people to get mad at me at these days. Um, let's see. Animated Shorts, you know, ha uh, Hair Love, uh, Lion Forge, Animation, Cool Key Entertainment, and then Toy Story 4, which won the other one. Then they did Marriage Story, Lord Dern won that one. Sound Editing went to Ford and Ferrari. Sound Mitzing went to 1917. Cinematography, 1917. Film Editing, Ford Ferrari, Visual Effects, 1917. Internet, well, makeup and hairstyling, bombshell, original score, Joker, original song, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Then he went to Parasite for directing. Nah, wasn't the best work. Drunk and Fierce deserved that one. So Brad Pitt, the guy who in 1999 pretty much influenced. Uh, the latter Joker film by Heath Ledger with the Tyler Durden thing in 1999 wins his Oscar while Joaquin Phoenix inspired by Heath Ledger who was inspired by Brad Pitt's uh, Tyler Durden decided to change it up a little bit and uh create something magical that he finally wins the award. He finally wins the Best Actor Award and deeply well-deserved. So, all the films that have the Joker as a antagonist or a antagonist or backup character has either won an Oscar for his actor's or one in costume design, sound design, or something of that nature. The Joker is the most important fil villain in the comics industry history. In comics history, because of the, basically, he basically, with a billion dollars to his name, and to and every other man that gets an Oscar supporting actor and main actor, uh, it is pretty much a fait accompli. He's the most important villain 
America has ever produced. It is just right there, folks. And it's kind of ironic that a lot of people call this place clown world these days. And the clown from the circus. And this place is the bazaar because this place has become bizarre is the is the winner of the best actor award should have won three more awards so I can actually get my lap on on this media Oscar awards lowest of all time it is boring it is tiresome it is pedantic it is sullen and sad. While it was nice to see Eminem actually performing, trying to recreate the Jackson moment from Motown 25 and a much larger, semi-larger stage. Well, now not even close to the largest stage ever. Trying to create a moment like the Grammys some people said it said it, it fell flat. I just wish you did you. Why can't it be my other boys? Because you control the other boys. You don't want to hear my words about the music industry. I'll blow people's minds away. I really do. So, that's pretty, there was a lot of other funny bullshit that came around. What I mean is, um, uh, Scholar Johansson didn't win too much. Natalie Portman wore a dress saying that all the female directors didn't make it there and whatnot. You just didn't make good films. And you, and even if they were voted in, they weren't as good as Joker this year. None of them were good as Joker this year. Joker just took America into a place where it had forgotten that it was. Some may have learned their lessons, some may not. But we have all learned their lesson that the media is messing up all over the place and now they're censoring everything there you go folks that's the reality of the situation we have at hand it is pedantic it is sad it is sullen it started off well we can see the talent that comes out of janelle monet we really do see the talent. But unfortunately, talent no longer it has become subservient to the politics of the day. And that is a sh damn, damn shame. A real damn shame.
there was some good music. There was some okay things on the other side. But it is what it is. And so, I mean, it, 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 it's just, folks, now you see something that used to have a legacy, that used to have a destiny, that used to have a glory, that used to have something that mattered in that particular way. And to see it all come to nothing now, it's sad to see. You just look at it and you just see these people and you just like, there was a time I consider a lot of these people near godlike. They could not do anything wrong. They changed a lot of things, but it only takes events in one's life and in one's history and in one's um, area where one lives at to show you how bad things can become and how people change within a drop of a hat over these things. It is what it is. There's nothing else I can do about it. There's nothing else any of us can do about it, but you see it now for what it is. Hollywood is red and always will be. I'm not going to complain about it. You just got to own up to it. We can deal with it from there. That doesn't mean that people can't be friends or people can't do this or all these other things. But you got to take your lumps and realize it is what it is. There are some things we will agree with. There are some things we won't. Many things we won't. I mean, for fuck's sakes. Could have been done better. Could have been done way, way better. Oh, and bad news on the, on the Joker front. Uh, just to show you how things in Warner Brothers don't really understand why you can't really capture lightning in a bottle. And Joker's really, 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 really special. In a whole grand scheme of things, Birds of Prey didn't do too well. And Warner Brothers decided it's now Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. And then we heard that Joker got a new girlfriend. You want to know what it is? her name is? The girl's name is Punchline. Hey! What a way to go. One more. I'll be on this earth right after this. Welcome back to Today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Jason Matters. Don't want to talk too much today. Um, before we get into one of the other main topics that we're going to discuss, I know it's a long show, but has to be long. 
Um, the thing that we're going to look at in particular before we talk, before we mention this thing for Valentine's Day is uh, a couple of things that y'all need to understand when I was right, when, when I was, uh, when I did this and I did this little short thing, um, I have to realize that, um, it's not so much of an indictment on individuals. There are differences in a lot of people, and those differences can be interesting or separated or other in, in, in other ways, and they can be done in different um, situations as they were. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that people have to make decisions on who they want to be with and whatnot. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And a lot of people have to make those suggestions. But there comes a point in a person's life when he has to look at the whole situation, as it were. Um, and one of the things... Uh, in in a personal way I see in life is uh, I don't want to say that it was a bad thing or whatnot but I had to make decisions for my own life and those had to make things that have to be done in a certain way so in a sense I feel as though that in my own life I had to change some things and I had to really look at the things that I done, the things that I missed out on, the things that I can do and I can't do and the things that need to improve in my own situation. And one of the things that I've decided to do is to look at the situation at hand and look at the way that I could have handled things better. And look at the things that should be done, shouldn't have been done, and all the rest of these things. I think the important thing I looked at is that there are things that, in my own sense, I have to improve. I have to get over on those particular things. There are other things as well that don't need improvement, that are out of my control. The things that I can control, I can. The things I can't, I can't. And unfortunately, certain things happen then, but you have to take responsibility for all of it in certain ways. I can't control who I was born into. I can't control the color of skin that I was born in. I can't control the situations of what other people view me as, as much as I tend to avoid it. I can't control all these other things and all these personal machinations and all the rest of these things and whatnot. What I can control is the way I view life and try to bring people into my life as possible and try to understand what life is about. 
And one of the things that I had to make a decision on is that as one gets a little older and people don't have the same type of emotions that other people have, uh, say don't feel the same way as you do or whatnot, and all the rest of these things, I had to make a decision on how we were going to handle these things. And one of the things that I had decided was that it's not that dating is bad or all these other things and whatnot, but it's time to take a step back and get an understanding of why is there such an overemphasis on family, childbirth, childbirth, dating, the whole lot of these things. And if it, is it even warranted? Is it just because other people have done it, your family has done it, that you got to do it? Is it if is this it emotionally time that you can do it? Are there even people worthy enough for you to bring to bring people in your life and to do those sort of things? Or can you do other things to make humanity look better? So that other people who do have the decisions, who can have the emotional stability, who do all these other particular things and whatnot, have the strength and capability and all the rest of these things in order to become successful. To pull all of this out. How can you bring And how can you make the world better than it would than you than other people left it? Cause that's ultimately the goal. And with Beyond This Earth, my goal and my hope is that I was going to be and always felt as that I wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to be the first man on Mars. That was the only hope, that was the only goal. That's the highest I can reach. There's nothing better than that. Will I get there? Who knows? Still in the back of my mind, I kind of feel like, hey, I might have a chance. I might have a chance. I felt as though in another way that this country is so beautiful and has given so much and if things were different I would have given up life for the ideals of this country. They're greater than any human being can ever be imagined. It's greater than anything that anybody can ever imagine. The ideals and the, uh, and, and the precepts of this nation. 
this is sad for me to see the way things have become. It is what it is. And I want to, I don't want to do too many suggestions, but I see the reasons why men do the things they do, especially those in the LGBT or those that came into LGBT or those that have feelings towards that particular persuasion. I completely understand that. I completely understand. There are a lot that would have gone into that direction if we see the things that we see now and we have to play by the rules that we have to play by now. We were lied to when it came to relationships. Lied to from end to end. It's not difficult to understand, but it's time to accept it. When it's time to accept it, we have to make a choice. And the unfortunate thing about those choices is that we see others as human beings, but a lot of others don't see it that way. But it is a societal problem and until certain things go into certain ways, we can't solve it. We're not supposed to control things. We're not supposed to control women. We can't even control other people. Why should we? Why can't we can't? But in a way we can control the situations that we have if we are going to have families and we want to have children. And so the realization I made is that maybe it is time to go into better places and better ideas. That may be the only way my sanity can be saved. That I'll leave it at that. And with that, I want to talk about the Van Valentine's Day Massacre. It's a story, not really a story, but an essay about what life between men and women have truly become. You'll hear it right now, right after this. Folks, it's time. And it's close to Valentine's Day. I'm here to reign on the subtle parade of these Janets, Millennials, Zoomers, Soy Boys, polyandrous bullshit, the trenders in the trans community, and the so-called men's movement from the shuckers and shuckles from 21 convention and so on. 
The women from the three generations I just mentioned aren't coming back to be good women. A lot of them belong to the streets. As future have wrapped this towards us. And told us time and time again. They and many men in those three generations are victims of divorce and can rarely be in a relationship. The reality is that while all the retweets are not endorsements in our Guru Gothic Twitter handle, some do fit the way I do see the world and the world has done to me and to others. The fact is that we're now led by a system of the color, color of law that gives power to the bimbo, the harlot, the simp, prostitution, madams, and the pimp. We have intellectual bimbos, women who use their hard-gained intelligence to justify their sexual desires and fetishes. We have the Vescal bimbo, Billy Elish being one of the poster titles, such a victim of Drake along with Millie Bolly Brown. The Instagram bimbo, which is everywhere and done by nearly almost every cis female and transgender female on there in one form or another, even if it's mostly innocuous. Well, it's almost never always innocuous after a certain age. The manic pitsy girl turbolet bimbo who sells her body using cosplays and other pastel tricks of the trade. The biblification of black women expressed not supported, mind you, in different ways and in different climate, via the intellectual, pseudo-intellectual, as in Gayle King and Michelle Obama, the starlet who is a harlot, Bay, many in the rap game, Nikki Cardi in certain ways, and many other fashions. In America and in many other places like ours, this expression is the only form of sexuality for women that is allowed to be expressed, exploited for everyone involved, to be used for the systems around it, to censor, punish, and call for abstinations and all the rest. Abstinations and all the rest. The elite and many and of our and many other nations close to our standard of living have made it their mission to make ours and other countries within the next several years Prostitution paradises for themselves and those close to them. Prostitution is the final step in the end of national sovereignty and rights to be self-governed. It is the soma, in my honest opinion, that will bring the world to its knees. By creating the conditions with sexual self-discovery, personal self-worth, and men and women being complements to each other are made to look and seem to feel criminal prostitution and the negotiation of desire becomes the only way to have relationships as adults between men and women. Desire can never be negotiated, which means all future relationships are johns and prostitutes with the state as the pimp. This is mostly created because the left in this country have made it so. The realization concerning Bernie Sanders and the way he has been treated make it all too clear. Sanders' brand of social well-being, while deeply well-meaning, is probably the reason why we have the disaster now. It's also one of the reasons why he's being cheated out of the Democratic primary, primaries and nomination. <clears throat> the elites want their paradise in Bernie, and in a way, Donald Trump is screwing with their plans. 
Anything that screws with their plans of making the West into their sexual plaything must be destroyed. That means the censorship of video games, destruction of IPs such as Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who, the building up of women by giving them space to code their own chains to the pimp called the modern day corporation because the bad beta ugly ass fuck is out there. You're safe here with this Chippendale bosses. Our generation and in latter times, both a polarity of Gen X and Zoomer women were all told on mass that you cannot give you cannot give value add value added to a man or to one's community. You must shout for what you want, beat up every day, become bossy, more like become a bimbo. This started when the in within the black community and James Earl Jones and his girlfriend, which later became his wife, at the time mentioned this in 1968. In the 1960s, in full earnest, with the Great Society plans after seeing what they saw in Tokyo in 1964, a city that was heading towards the future, barely any homeless, and so on. And Western leaders, rightly seeing what communism was doing, had to, in all one fell swoop, change their social structures to prevent such an ideology like communism from ever infecting, uh, infecting their pro political structures fully. But it failed, and it is failing, and now we see the result, simplification. That is why with Grace Sanders, I'm here to tell you while many men are strong fathers and do the right thing, I also had a strong father too. Many others did. Bimblification still happened within our family members. And that is because the society continued to promise better times for these men, more money for your work, better schools, space hotels, flying cars, neoliberalism and the glorious future of mankind. All we got is just fans, only fans, women that run naked in the streets of Seville, Spain because they want to kill their fathers and brothers and other men for being too ugly, awkward to live. And now we have wine moms in the seat of power, not only in the NSA, CIA, but in the entertainment industry, damning their own sons and daughters to a life of prostitution and findom. Control a man's sexual prowess, wants and desires, and one can control where he lives, works, and feels if he is not taught to use such in a manner in order to save his own skin. And because there isn't enough biological fathers of any race in the home with their own flesh and blood children, we now have a culture where a man pays out the world war for his third or second job to some female with daddy issues halfway around the country just to see her dusty ass feet which she hardly even cleans. Because the elite wants to create America into a prostitute into prostitution paradises, they will make pred culture an inevitability due to economics and man's innate need to protect the innocent and the denial of his sexual needs and wants. This is the cause and where something like an R. Kelly can exist. Chicago is the most racially segregated city in the world and it isn't any wonder where prostitution and gang culture live, R. Kelly would exist. One of the greater and darker reasons why Hollywood will never get the plot comes from a movie where the Supreme Court said no more to such uh, movies done in that particular fashion. One part of the movie stood out as it shows the, the South's darkened realities towards slave children. That is the reason why the movie was ultimately banned. So now you realize what is going on and what is happening. Do you know that in this country, as much as Trump, for all you MAGA fans, have done, no matter how much the Democrats has been discredited and will lose in 2020, 
whatever is left of the Democratic Party after 2020 will still have enough power everywhere in the right cities, institutions, and areas to matter to dilute the work that Trump had planned and already did. This will make, they will make men look dumb, ugly fucks, not worthy of love. And as you can see, they are trying to turn these wine moms and so on in the wheels of these institutions, the whole world into a paradise of prostitution and fandom servitude for their insecurities. As many of you and as much as many of you have loved this country, as much as many of you love your church and community, think about what your church is doing right now to 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 single men and how your pastor and your community are trying to shame them into being with a female who already has kids with a father who the biological father who wants nothing to do with her not necessarily the kids in the first place what would, would that single man be we able to do the bile dad couldn't do why give women any sort of leeway when the state already provides more than enough in certain cities for her well-being and health care? The answer is simple. There's nothing the church, the single man, etc. can do for that woman outside of saying hi and saying bye. As Future said, she belongs to the streets and by extension belongs to the state. And whatever the state has, will by definition never truly give it up unless it falls. The best answer for everybody in this time is to move on from such a situation into a more suitable one. That could also mean one may one have to lose a lot, and I do mean a lot, of comforts one ha he must have, he once had. To stay in a place where your comforts were never honestly gained and can be taken away as soon as one sees something wrong or supports someone who one feels is trying to help that everybody dislikes for the wrong reasons isn't a place where one can raise kids alone be healthy or isn't a place that can raise kids or let alone be healthy isn't a place to raise kids or to be let alone mentally or spiritually healthy excuse me one needs to cut one's losses love cannot exist where one hates the other and refuse to compliment one another i cannot na blame nick Fuentes or other people fully for their cat boy fetishes because his churches and other people's churches only has 60-year-old wine moms whose daughters are mostly single moms or single women who cannot add value to his life or to the community's life that they live in. They all left that church to become followers of the streets. Their fathers have all left or fell into disrepair or fell into despair or have become the enforcers of the wine mom young bimbo lifestyle that we see today. I, for one, will never be a part of it. We'll speak up against such. We'll explain why and we'll set standards and boundaries for these women never to cross. For as much as a man loves a woman in femininity, his life, his hobbies, his job that pay for both are more important than her pussy. This isn't a bad thing or an incel thing. 
This is the best thing we can do to leave a mark on the world and to leave the world better off for the generations who will live in dark and despondent world to come. And the dark and deluded, demon-infested, best word I can put it, world to come. All that is left is the fight. All that is left is how many you killed in the battle royale. All that is left is how many you survived with teammates in Call of Duty. Women are now toys for the elite to enjoy and play with. The future bullies will tease young boys on why their moms didn't show their peak feet pics on OnlyFans as they steal whatever credit card is left from their simp beta male stepfathers, cut beta male stepfathers, and their sisters sell their bodies to whatever Epstein-like clique comes out of the elite. But as one reaches that world, there is a reminder of what one once was. In places, some folks that follow this account call their art style cute Fortnite. During the Love and War promotion or days before it, some young boy who knew this girl from their school, I believe or presume, no more than 12 years old, told the girl that she will go out, will he go out with her? The girl said yes. Then he wonders, are you happy? She also said yes. He ends with, I love you, and she said, I love you back. How sad our times have become when love can only exist or become, or at least become expressed under a corporate promotion of a semi-holiday. It wasn't this way, but now it's our reality. It wasn't this way because there are still some who remember how it once was as an old man who comes called some of the great football games and the greatest wrestling matches, still as a man, cries alone for he misses his wife who passes away. In these, between these two stories, these four lives in the balance, lies the reality of generations in between, no longer capable of seeing the truth of themselves and each other, no longer capable of complimenting each other's lives, to show children how to treat themselves and with others with the respect men can only truly give and the desire and nurture women can only give to others and the value added both must give at times to nations and to mankind as a whole without this globalizational lie. In the Continental Prophecies, towards the end of Studge, William Blake stated that the new Adam and Eve would be two children just before puberty, and the new world was the old one of the past, the Edenic world called Atlantis, and man will finally know who he is. Maybe, for all of us missing love as it is, the elite and the media lied to us, where it could start, where it ends, and who starts what. Because it seems to me, it only gets harder. And it only gets to a point where you lose your sense of self to settle for less. As one grows older and many get better and see cats, dogs, and trinkets, and baby Yodas and nuts as replacements for generations yet not born. Yet with that humanity, mankind is not moving upward towards a better standard and towards a better way of life outside of making kids. This is the reality. Trapped in the cycle, unending, unnerving. Where our only hope is the grave, and our only destiny is our doom.
Hey, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of... I know it's a little long. Yeah, it's maybe three hours by the time you listen to it. But I think it's three hours that really brings things into perspective. Um, of Beyond This Earth. This is Novit Hollaback. We're going to do it a little shorter next week, hopefully. After the whole Valentine's Day thing and whatnot. Not going to complain about it. We had to do this one long show. It was coming. I won't be talking too much about other particular things of that nature because of that. But you never know. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Happy Valentine's Day for those who do find somebody. And those that don't, don't worry about it. There will be other days. Y'all take care of yourselves as we go beyond this earth. See you guys soon.